Prayers for your day. This is Danita, and today is Thursday, September the 9th, 2021. As always, 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 I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that God has divinely connected you to for such a time as this. And one of the things we've been talking about is that we are in the 10 days of all leading up into the Day of Atonement, which is uh, considered the holiest day of the year. So it is in these 10 days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur that we seek God for repentance. We ask God for forgiveness because this is the time that is said that the books are open. And this is the time or the season where God looks at how and what he wants to do in your life uh, throughout this next year. Our Father in heaven uh, was Jewish. And so as we have been engrafted in, as we have been adopted in, It is important for us to understand the times and the seasons in which our Father moved and how he operated so that we know, even though we may not be of the Jewish faith, but we have an understanding of of the Bible, we have an understanding of the relevance even of those times into now. Why? Because we serve the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He is God, and he changes not. So man may change on you. Jobs may change on you. You may move and change locations, but know this. God never changes, and his word is truth. That is the only thing. That is the only thing that you can count on. That is the only thing that you can depend on. And sometimes that gets a little bit shaky if we can be real this morning. When things happen in our lives, even the word of God can get a little bit shaky where we have to say, Lord, we believe, but help our unbelief. That's just real. But the reality is deep down in our soul, deep down in our spirit, man, We know that we serve the true and living God, and his word is truth. His word is truth. So, you know, God deals with me, uh, and I've said this many times before, in analogy. And so I'm going to be vulnerable again on this morning and say that I've been having conversations with the therapist. Uh, I do believe that you can have... God and a therapist. I believe you can have both. And that uh, in that having both, uh, there's a lot of just questions that are asked and things that are asked and things that are said that really help you to make sense of life. Yes, you can get that from God. And don't ever think that you can't go talk to somebody else, that you can't um, seek someone that has wise counsel, both biblically and life experience, lived experience, both have value and can contribute to your spiritual and your personal growth. So in talking, um, 
I just brought up the fact that, you know, for me at this point in my life, it's hard for me to be vulnerable. It's hard for me to open up. It's hard for me to speak my truth um, in a lot of ways because of what I've been through. And if you've been through anything, if you've had, uh, if you if you've hurt others or if you've been hurt, there are certain wounds that you have that it just takes longer to heal. It just takes longer to process. And so, you know, it doesn't mean that God isn't healing you or in the process of healing you, but sometimes there's a scar. You've been wounded, but there's a scar. You've been hurt, but there's a scar, right? It doesn't mean that when you forgive someone or you ask someone to forgive you for what you've done, even in this time and season, that it totally wipes away from your memory. No, you push past it. No, you cast it down. You speak to it and say, I'm not holding on to anger. I'm not holding on to grudges. I'm not holding on to unforgiveness. But sometimes you got to keep offering that thing up. you got to keep giving that thing up. you got to keep asking God to set you free. you got to keep seeking God and say, God, I don't want to have this pain in my heart. I don't want to have this hurt in my heart. I don't want to hate anybody. I don't want to wish bad on anybody. But you have to keep giving that sincerely to God. And so as I was reflecting on uh, the vulnerability of which I had shared some information with um, with this therapist, um, the therapist responded by saying to me, it is okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be vulnerable. And I thought, ugh, I don't want to be vulnerable. That's what I thought. I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to be vulnerable to you or to anybody else. Like, I, I don't want to be, right, because I've been hurt by being vulnerable. I've been hurt by speaking my truth. I've been hurt by, you know, um, trusting to the point of, I mean, trusting 110% only to find out that maybe I shouldn't have trusted the way that I did, but maybe I should have trusted the way that I did. So it's this internal struggle, right? And loyalty is big for me. You know, we all have our things that, you know, that's kind of our line in the sand. And for me, it's loyalty. For me, it's if you tell me something, doggone it, I'm going to take it to my grave, which is probably why, you know, God said you would make a good intercessor. I purposed you as an intercessor because you know how to hold things. You know how to keep things. Now, I'm, I've not been perfect all of my life, but the older I've gotten, I understand the importance of holding on to what somebody tells me because I realize that can't nobody fix it but God. And so I learned that if you tell me something, I can I can only share with you what God gives me to share. And sometimes because there's so much flesh into that, uh, often when we talk to people, people want to give their opinion. Well, guess what? God isn't interested in our opinion. You know, and other people shouldn't really be interested in our opinion either. And so when they come to us asking us questions, we are to give them wise, godly counsel according to the word of God, period. Period, dot. Doesn't matter what I think. Doesn't matter what I feel. What does God say about the thing? 
And even though I could even have messed up in that same thing, it's an opportunity for us to say, but this is what the Word of God says about sexual immorality. You don't have to agree with it. You don't even have to like it. But this is what God says about it. So don't get mad at me. You know what I mean? Don't get upset with me when I say this is what God says about it. So in back to being vulnerable. So as I was just thinking about, oh, God, like I felt like I was trapped into answering some things. I felt like I was tricked into being, you know, like my authentic self and really sharing how I felt, you know, and God began to to really minister to me, and I thought about um, two things. I thought about a bee, and I thought about, and probably because the last couple weeks our church has been talking about bees, but anyway, I thought about a bee, and I thought about pregnancy. And here's the thing, you know, when you've never been stung by a bee, or you've never been pregnant. So for the ladies who, who have birth children, you'll understand the pregnancy if, if you've never been stung by a bee. And if you've stung by a bee for you men but you've never been pregnant, this may resonate with you. So maybe that's why he gave me two analogies, come to think of it. But nonetheless, if you've never been stung by a bee, you can see a bee. You can even understand the power of a bee, right? But if you've never been stung by a bee, your um, your thoughts of moving away from the bee, your thoughts of running from the bee, your thoughts of killing the bee before it stings you, it, it doesn't really enter your mind. You may move, you may slowly walk away from the bee, but you're not doing all of the, the theatrics that usually happen with people who have been stung or who are allergic from a bee. Just like when when you're pregnant for the first time, you know it's going to be painful. They tell you the drugs they're going to give you to help with the pain or if you're going to get a C-section or whatever. But because you've never birthed that baby yourself, then you really have no idea what everybody is talking about, right? And so with vulnerability which is what God is looking for in this season, right? It requires us to maybe walk into something that we've never walked in before. We've only heard people talk about really how it is to be transparent with God, really how it is to tell God, and I've said this before, I've told God that I've hated people before, not that I'm proud of the way I felt at that moment, but yet it was real, and I understood, even in my pain, that the only way I can begin to heal is to let God know how I really feel because I know he knows my heart anyway. I know that he knows every every crevice, every secret place, every hidden place, the things that I can smile and fake to other people, God really knows. So I might as well just tell him who I hate. I might as well just tell him who I can't stand, so that he can just deal with me and help me get through this thing. And so in thinking about the bee, let's get back to the bee, in thinking about the bee, it's not until the bee stings you do you really 
recognize the bee has real power, power to bring pain, power to bring hurt, power to to make you really shed some tears, and in some cases, even the power to send you to the hospital. In some cases, even the power to take you on out of here if you don't have your EpiPen, if you don't have somebody that's skilled enough to know that when you go into allergic reaction or shock, they've got to move and they've got to move quickly. It's not until you've allowed yourself, right, to kind of dismiss the bee or be comfortable around the bee or not move as quick as you should around the bee because you've not experienced the power of the bee. But once you've experienced the pain that the bee causes, usually after the first time, you're not trying to be bothered with the bee. You are not trying to be bothered with that bee. After you've gotten stung, after you get over the hurt, the pain, the, the, the tears, somebody trying to remove the stinger right out of where the bee stung you, now you on high alert. You are on high alert, like, mm-mm, somebody says, here's a bee. You're like, uh-uh, get that bee away from me. You're running from the bee. You're screaming. You know what I mean? The theatrics are in full motion. You don't care where you're at, who you're with. If a bee coming, comes around you, oh, no, you got to go, and you got to move quickly. But, see, over time, what begins to happen is as you start getting around more bees, you start seeing less and less of the theatrics, and you start reverting back to some of your old ways. But the thing is, as you interact with a bee or as a bee gets close to you, you know the power of the bee. You've felt it before. You've hurt before. And so you are always mindful of the bee because you never want to feel that pain again. You never want to feel that hurt again. And you never, ever really feel like you can be as relaxed as maybe you were before, before you knew the power of the bee. Same with pregnancy, ladies. You have that baby, right? And even though people tell you, oh, it's painful, da da da, whatever, it's not until you begin to push and feel those after effects that you say, my God, right? Now I know. And even though when it's over, you might say, oh, I'm not doing this again, right? And you can still remember the pain, you kind of forget about it. You, you kind of forget about that pain until it's time you get pregnant again, and then you're like, okay, here we are again. I'm about to go do this again. And you kind of brace yourself, having a slight remembrance of the pain, but knowing that eventually the pain goes away. And so I want to say that to those who, like me, have a hard time being vulnerable. I understand that when you've been betrayed, I understand when people that you thought you can trust 
you realize, mm, I guess not, or maybe not as much, or I, I can never really show you all of me again because of that, that pain, that level of vulnerability that I gave you because I had never experienced that type of betrayal again. I had never experienced that type of hurt again. And so you start to put up these walls. And sometimes we even put up these walls with God. Did I say that? Yes, I said that. We even put up these walls with God where we feel like God can't really understand our pain. God can't really understand, you know, our addiction. God can't really understand why we can't let go of this man or woman. God can't really understand why we keep falling into sexual immorality, right? And so we get to this place where it's like we feel like we can't be vulnerable with God. We can't really repent because we tell ourselves, God, I know I was wrong, but I can't help it. So you know what? I'm not going to go to church anymore until I get myself right. I'm not going to fall in love anymore until I get totally healed. I'm not going to really tell somebody how I feel or where I am that I feel like I might be losing it or I feel like I am in such distress because I don't want them to think less of me. Can I tell you on today that God desires for you to be vulnerable in this season? During the 10 days of our God desires for you to, even when you've been stung by the bee, <laughs> even when you feel like, you know, God lets you down, and he hurts you. You can let God know that. You can let God know. You can ask God, God, why did this happen to me? God, I don't understand why you allowed divorce to happen. God, I don't understand why you allowed my family to fall apart. Like, I wanted my children to grow up like the way I saw my parents grow, you know, how my parents stayed married and, and overcame. God, I don't understand why, you know, I had to be, uh, why it, you, you allowed this sickness or this disease to come upon me or my mother or my father or God, I don't understand. God can handle it. He can handle it. I'm going to say that again. God can handle it. He made us. He knew us before Genesis 1 and 1. He is the creator and maker. He is the lover of our soul. God can handle it. He can handle the unforgiveness in your heart. He can handle you going out and asking people to forgive you for the wrong that you've done. God can handle it. And this is the season for it. So I ask that you go back and think about in your life, you know, ways that maybe you've put up guards, you've put out boundaries, and in that you've not allowed people in. You've not seen the value that even though the bee has power, 
And even though the bee has the ability to build, uh, to, um, to, uh, to cause you to hurt and to cry and send some to the hospital, that the bee has a purpose, a tremendous, beautiful purpose. To, to to bring you know to to um to bring pollen to you know bring honey the bee has a purpose for a woman who has gone through labor you know that nothing you would go through that pain all over again to birth your babies you would take the pain all over again if if you know if you had a chance and they said okay we're going to keep your child unless you go through that childbirth again. You would go through it again for your babies. And so whatever it is, go, do it again. Ask God to forgive you again. I know you've asked him many a times and you've maybe fallen right back into that, but ask him again. Fall in love again. Seek truth again. Do it again, but this time do it with God. This time do it with God. This time do it with God because with God all things are possible for those who believe. This time do it with God. I love you all. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye.